The 406th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Wins Totals Contest, worth a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And finally, we're brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Howdy ho, DeGenerios, and welcome to episode 406 of the MMA Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Send this one out to the Korean zombie, Chansung Jong, who apparently retired yesterday. So I'm sure we'll never, ever, ever see him fight again. So uh, if he does come back, then then we're going to have to go back into the archives, and I'm going to take this dedication out. So um, I'll just put that out there. Anyhow, happy retirement to the Korean zombie. You are a fun fighter. To watch. Uh, thank you for coming to the episode. Hopefully, it's a fun episode. After watching the prelims yesterday, I thought it was going to be a bad episode, but but we we pulled the nose up just in time before we we uh, splatted into the ground. Uh, we're going to recap, of course, UFC Singapore, which went down. I want to say I'm used to saying last night, but it was uh, a couple nights ago. If you go by that, it was if uh, yesterday early morning on the East Coast is when it happened. So um, a rough prelims, as I said, not just for me but also for my co-host, but. But then things did turn around, and it's all my co-host's fault. It's actually it's it's his fault that things went bad, and then it's his fault that uh, things went well. So let's bring him in. It's Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Well, I mean, some of it was uh, referees and uh, refer- both referees and no. uh, judges. Uh, no, games. we we spoke off air. It was your fault because you fell asleep, and when, when oh, you fell asleep, oh, all, all the picks went through. All the picks <laughs> went down the tubes. This right? is uh, very guilty on my part, and and uh, Crunch called me out for it in the Discord. Uh, I I apparently can't hang anymore. Uh, it's just a nope. fact. Uh, Gumby can't hang. So uh, yeah, no. But we lost uh, everything when you were asleep, right? We lost pretty much everything when I was asleep. I woke <laughs> up to watch uh, Aaron Blanchfield uh, take over, and then it was clean from there on out. It was uh, yep. the the fights were maybe a little bit less exciting. Oh, although right. then again. That they were decisions, but they were exciting ones. Giga versus Caceres was fun as hell. And Rinya Nakamura might have been one-sided, you know, murdering Freddy Garcia, but it was a fun fight. So, uh, and then obviously, Holloway, Matt, Chan Sung Jung was exactly what you would expect it to be, right? Yep, yep. We, we did get that one right, yeah. Despite having, we differed on, what, two picks on the night? Yet we still ended up 7-6, to six, and we both ended down the same amount of money, too. 253-36, so... Um, Funny how those things um, work out. I, I had uh, Waldo Cost, Cortez Acosta at minus 225. You had Giga Chikese minus 225. That's the only picks we differed on. So there you go. It all came out even in the end. But yeah, rough, rough prelims for us. Um, we had Aldridge, Armfield, but the rest was yikes. Yikes city. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of it was uh, was our fault either. Because like... I, I, so, like, I, I feel bad that I got some of those picks right. That Waldo Cortez Acosta, where has that guy been forever? <laughs> yeah. Like, what, he, that version of him is fun as hell at heavyweight. You know, is he in better shape, too? Or, or, or did he just look 
good because he was against Brez- Brezky. He seems like he's less chunky. Yeah, or am Brez- I imagining things? Is Brezky, he in better shape now? Brezky is weird. Brezky is not. He's flabby, right? <laughs> weirdly flabby. Um, yeah, well, he's uh, amazing what happens when you don't. Uh, you don't do you, steroids. Uh, <laughs> you don't do steroids. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no, I would say maybe he came in in better shape because like, hey, fact of the matter is when he fought Marcos Rogerio de Lima, he didn't have 15 minutes worth of gas. Um, yeah. So and does he now? Hey, I guess we'd still probably don't know. But at the end of the day, like, yeah, maybe he just came in in better shape, but he also was hitting harder. Um, yeah, incredible. Um, just an incredible uh, performance by him. And now I don't know whether or not to fade him or not. Um, which is just the worst. <laughs> yeah. N- now people know um, what this podcast is all about. We, we talk about the most important fight, imp- important <laughs> fight first, right off the bat, before even the first ad read. But we're talking about the chunky, sloppy heavyweight fight where the one heavyweight got knocked out and turned around. Uh, he, he turned around and was stumbling backwards and then uh, he was getting a hook punch. Yeah. It was a, yeah uh, he fell really, fight. he fell really uncomfortably. <laughs> <laughs> yep. He sure, sure did. But, um, these things happen in MMA, as as some wise people say sometimes, right? Yeah. Do you think his fall was worse than zombies, or do you think zombies was worse? Uh, I think zombies seem more violent, perhaps. Um, zombies uh, had the bounce, but he had the weird neck angle. That's you know. Those, those <laughs> I don't know. You probably have them both on your phone, so you tell me. You, uh, I'm sure it's in your in your uh, hall of shame, uh, hall of fame on your phone. So. Yeah, neither of them were good. <laughs> nope. No, that's true. All right, maybe we should actually go through all the fights here. After I tell you about our good friends at Game Time, GameTime.co, not .com. Everyone knows that because Game Time is a place to go if you need tickets last minute for anything. They've got tickets for every event, and they got the best prices, and they have deals, and it's a good good spot to go if you do need tickets. So um, make sure. Make sure Game Time is the place you go for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. I can vouch for that. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. MMA is put in the and more category again. Rowie's third class citizens uh, at the most. Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section, and row for less game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So you make money and you get tickets for the event. How good is that? But you won't be able to do it because they guarantee the best price. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. August is almost over. Very, very true. We're almost there. And you know what that means. It means kids are back in school. Are kids back in school in your area yet, Dan? Uh, they, they are back this week. Okay. Like Monday or Tuesday or one? Yeah, when yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, really? like oh. the day after we're recording here. <laughs> really? Okay. So, yeah, it's a week earlier. Our, my kids aren't back until a week from Wednesday. But anyhow. That means August is almost over. It doesn't just mean kids are back in school. It means time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million 
of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd, this is absurd, $3 million going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win? Win it all, all $3 million. The time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Concerned with your play, call 1 800 Gamblor. Dan, do you have an underdog pick them? Cowboys. But that's that's still weeks away, is it not? When does football start? Dan? I don't know. I don't know that there'll be underdogs, but I will tell you. Oh, maybe I'll no. just can I can I tease them? Underdog, underdog is capitalized, so it does not uh, underdog as in as in the brand uh, name, not as the dog. Well, so well you then, then you got to go. Then you got to go player props, because uh, that's the best place. Uh, they got the all the the stat projections that you really right. want. So I'll take uh, I'll take CD Lambs over or uh, higher on his passing yards or receiving yards. What's a CD? What's a CD Lambs? Ah, I knew you wouldn't know. <laughs> is that a a football player? Yeah, it's a, it's a football a player. A college one? No, it's a pro one. He plays for the Cowboys. What happened to their quarterback? No, no, I said receiving yards. Oh, receiving. I'm sorry. Yes. Okay. okay. <laughs> now I'm not confused. Not that Dax. I thought, what happened to Mr. Dax? All right. No, he, he's all this... right. Although they did try to get him a backup now. So now maybe he's maybe he's not so okay. Ah. Goodness gracious. That, that's uh, enough football talk. Let's go back to Kalang, shall we? Kalang, Singapore. That's where we spent the weekend because uh, not just UFC, but the road to UFC happened. Did you see any road to UFC? I'm not finished watching mine, watching it yet. So I don't know if I, I want spoilers or not. I watched them on the aftermath. Um, so yeah. I'll just tell you, we went, uh, my picks went uh, four and four because two of the fights got erased. Uh, one, because a fighter dropped out and then they grabbed a fighter from a different fight um, to go into the tournament. So it wound up, actually canceling out two of my picks, but I went four and four. Uh, and if you had bet a hundred dollars on every one of those money line plays at four and four, you would have lost $8 and seven cents. <laughs> wow. That that's the, um, pretty even Steven term of a push. Yes. Even Steven, like that Seinfeld episode where everything ends up even you're Jerry Seinfeld. All right. We're going to the Singapore indoor stadium again. Have you ever been there, Dan? Have you I ever have been not. in Kalang, Singapore? <laughs> Neither have I, uh, went down early, for us in the East Coast early yesterday morning, my son's birthday, 10,263 people in attendance. They definitely were not there for the opening fights, were they? No, it was it empty. pretty, <laughs> pretty empty. Uh, total gate was almost $1.3 million. They saw a made event. I was going to say it didn't last too long. It made it to the third round, 23 seconds into the third round. Uh, Max Holloway, I guess he listened to our podcast us saying he's, he doesn't finish people. And I guess, uh, Chen Sung Jung mentioned the same thing, and he, he wanted to show us that uh, we're all wrong. He knocked out Chen Sung Jung. I walk out, a walk out, a walk off, uh, knockout, one punch, a one hitter quitter. 23 seconds into the third round. We had Holloway. Uh, we, none of our official, oh yeah, uh, your official pick was Holloway, uh, or your prop pick was Holloway via decision, but whatever. Beggars can't be choosers. We'll, we'll take Holloway at a nice minus 750. Wow. Line your I, uh, I think I think the decision was maybe the right call as far as the way Holloway was fighting, uh, because after those first two rounds, despite the fact that Holloway was was lighting him up, uh, you know, Holloway was doing damage. He, he wasn't throwing anything that looked like he was going to put Zombie away. Um, and I don't know that he ever would have had Zombie not come out just so crazy in that third round. Like, it was so clear that Zombie thought he was down two rounds, and he came out throwing. And I say 
he thought he was down two rounds because you know damn well that these judges didn't get it right on all the cards. Have you seen them? It was, it was some interesting. Oh, 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 the cards for this fight. No, what was it? One of the judges had it in 1919 going into the third round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another and another one had it 20 to 17 because he gave Max Holloway a 10 8 second. So, like, the, I mean, they were all over the place, um, which I mean, we saw earlier on. Uh, and we'll talk about the judges in a second because um, the MMA gods give it and they take it away. But regardless, yes, yes. you know, if. If Zombie doesn't go out there and be like, I'm clearly down. I have to change the tenor of this fight in some way, shape, or form. I don't think Max finishes him. Uh, I think Max continues to just, you know, throw jabs and straights and just light him up like a Christmas tree nonstop and just never throw anything risky or over the top. And, and I think he probably gets a decision that way. And I will say probably. Probably. Um, how... Can you explain the 1919 scorecard to me? They gave they gave Chancellor Jung the first. Hmm. I'm trying to so, remember the first. No, yeah, he Max Max actually started a little slower than than, than um you would expect with him, but he ended up outstriking him by the end. I think his strikes were the more meaningful ones too. So yeah, that's that's a bad bad score. And that's that's one of the our our growing uh growing issues with uh with judges that's ben cartilage who seems to be getting worse and worse and worse every time i see huh. a card with him on it yeah he he used to be one of the gold standards i wonder what's going on with him interesting yeah well he gave chan sung jung the first round <laughs> yeah can, can you see that at all i can you make any i mean i no. guess like if your argument is he just landed bigger but like i don't know if he did though that's the thing yeah that's that's true but like <laughs> maybe, a, maybe a couple of his strikes were bigger, but nowhere near enough to sway that round. L lucky it didn't change the fight. So there we go. We don't want open scoring because that, that we wouldn't have got the knockout probably if we had open scoring. So Max knocked him out into retirement. Um, apparently he was he was talking retirement before this fight. So maybe this is real. Maybe he's really going to retire. Maybe. I, I, I think... <laughs> I, it's MMA, so I'm gonna always say that yeah. jokingly. But like, it really did feel like he was done. He was crying, and he his his reason for retiring was if I don't feel like I can hang with these guys in the top of the division, I don't want to be here. And like, he couldn't, right? Like, that's the problem. He couldn't hang with Max unless he, you know, swung for the fences and got himself knocked out. He he never could hang with the top of the division, though. Uh, to put it bluntly, that's the thing. So, but if. Uh... Yeah, I, I, we don't need to see him take more damage, so that's fine. That is quite all right. And Max, still in limbo, right? Nothing is going to happen uh, with him. He's still going to be stuck. Unless he moves up to lightweight, he's going to be stuck uh, as the gatekeeper unless Volkanovski loses the belt or Murr moves up permanently. Yeah, do you know who I'd kind of like to see him against? I, I can't remember who? where I saw this suggestion. But if Aljamain Sterling does decide to go up to 45, that'd be yeah. a good place to start. Sure. Sure. Now it sounds like he's not going to, and his teammate is fine with him not going to. Yeah. So we may uh, have that may not happen, but yeah, I'm down for it. Let's do it. We got the co-main event right as well as Gumby. Gumby uh, <laughs> was on fire in the in the main card. Anthony Smith, uh, a controversial split decision. Um, it was a close yeah, fight, so it it was not a robbery, but it was a. Uh, it seems more people are saying that Ryan Span actually won the fight, but Anthony Smith. Despite getting just almost the fight almost was stopped in the second round because I got damaged pretty bad. 
He ended up winning a split decision, 28, 29, 29, 28, 29, 28. We had Smith as the underdog plus 120. So this uh, saved our asses a bit, um, a bit yesterday. Um, like I said, most of the media and the fans are saying spam one, but like I said, it wasn't a robbery, robbery, close fight, but I don't think the right man won. I, there's no way you won that third round. Came down, yeah, that's what it came down to. Third round. Yeah, he, he did not win that third round. That that was a real weird call. Um, I mean, I'll take it because, uh, like I said, we had what'd you say, plus one twenty. The MMA yeah. gods give it, then they take it away. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's he should not have won that fight. <laughs> yep, yep. He let me see. Oh, he out, he really outstruck him last round though. Forty five. He landed forty five strikes to twenty seven. So. He was 45 yeah. for 69, 27 for I think, 86. So. I think that damage was going the other way, though. I, I think, yeah. w- wasn't it the second round, too, where it was like the, the numbers were like surprisingly close? Um, yeah, the, no, it was tied 22 22. Yeah. 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 And if you watch that round, it's not, that fight is not <laughs> yep. close. Like that, that fight yeah. is closer to a 10 8 than it is to, to Smith winning. So, yep. Yeah. Sometimes yeah it, it, was, it was a light heavyweight fight, a classic light heavyweight fight. Um, Ryan Spann continues to disappoint. Whether he should have won that or not, he, he he's a disappointment. I, I thought he was going to amount to something, but I don't. At this point, it doesn't seem like it. You need to be able to put Anthony Smith away when he's that hurt. Yeah, and at this point of his career too. Exactly. Yep. Yep. He um, he seems to have all the tools, but and he has has the right you know, fight camp and coaches and everything too. You you, you think he would uh, be able to put it together, but it isn't to be. It doesn't seem. Uh, by the way, it's Giga Chikadze. This was uh, he came through. Um, didn't look in his peak peakest of forms, but he, he, uh, shook off 18 months of, or 20 months almost of, uh, of sideline. Ross took care of Alex Caceres, a very game Alex Caceres. He, he fought for my underdog money I had on him. Uh, but alas, Giga Chikese ended up winning 30, 27. It was closer than these scorecards made it makes it seem. Yeah, it was closer than the scorecards made it seem, but I was never worried Giga was losing that fight. Um, yeah, yeah he, he was, Giga did not look as good as he used to look uh, pre-Calvin Cater fighting 18 months off, to your point. But he looked, I mean, heads and shoulders better than Alex Caceres. Yep. And so Gumby, that was the one uh, Gumby got over me. Uh, Bantamweights, Rinya Nakamura. Give me more of him. He looked great. Even though he didn't finish the fight, he looked fantastic against Fernie Garcia. Maybe um, this was a good thing. We got to see 15 minutes of Nakamura and everything that he can do. Uh, his wrestling is just so good. He won 30-26, 30-27, This is a boy to keep an eye on in this uh, weight class. We had him at minus 704. I think his sub-attempts were good, too. Some people were knocking his sub-attempts online a little bit in, uh, because he, he didn't finish anything. But Fernie Garcia yeah. was uh, doing everything in his power not to tap. Um, and, and he just, like... You know, sometimes when you've been worn out with like 15 minutes of hard grappling and you, you're mounting no offense, sometimes it's just easier to quit and not have to fight the last couple of minutes or whatever. Um, but no, he he very much was fighting to get to the bell. Speaking of submissions, we didn't even talk about that Max Holloway submission. That oh, yeah. Land. Dude, that was sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he didn't want to inflict any more damage on his opponent, which uh, I don't know. I guess it's honorable, but n- not the smartest fight IQ, I guess, because he, he could have finished off Zombie right there. And instead of hitting him more, he waited for the Wrath Ruff to step insulin. And then he put on a sick submission, as Dan said, but it, it wasn't good enough. He, he could have just TKO'd on there. Could you imagine having a uh, Max Holloway <laughs> by submission plus 1800 ticket and then? zombie gets out of that <laughs> yeah wild <laughs> wild 
Uh, Fernie Garcia, the first person we were firing, right? That's three straight losses, and it's firing season, so he's he's gone. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like this was a setup fight so they could release him, to be honest. Yep. It just feels yeah. that way. They need more roster space for the contender series, people. So, sorry, Fernie. Maybe you'll fight your way back in here. Women's flyweight. This one was a bit sweatier than we hoped. Uh, I, I think all you sickos in the Discord like to sweat out your butts, though, but I, I don't. Aaron Blanchfield. Toughest test of her career. Even I, I did. I never watched the Tracy Cortez fight that she technically lost. Maybe that was a tougher fight, but anyhow, Tala Santos was just as good as we thought she would be. Um, not good enough for Aaron Blanchfield, 29, 28 across the board. Santos got round one uh, with the striking and the grappling defense. Um, Blanchfield uh, persevered. Um, striking her striking still needs work, obviously, um, but she she ended up doing ended up cooking pretty good on the feet got her grappling and wrestling going grinded out a win probably um probably a good thing for her uh early in her career to uh to have a fight like this yeah i i really liked her striking in round three I, and i granted i think it it picked up because santos yeah it did what she was so much more tired um yeah, yeah. you know like the, and i think maybe that's the biggest takeaway from this is that aaron blanchfield uh has got good cardio she can do this yep. for for quite a while so not only did it show me she has good cardio, but like as she was late in that fight, her hands picked up, which is, uh, you know, if she can wear somebody down and then start to get the jab going and stuff like that, too. That's I mean, that's worth noting. So, I, I mean, I thought she comfortably won the fight. Uh, I thought rounds two and three were pretty easy to score. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, a little little bit sweaty, especially since you had Blanchfield as your lock. I uh, yes. And I had her as uh, my prop to sub, which sadly didn't come through. Um, that's okay. We had Blanche with a very nice minus 135, so uh, we shall gladly take that. Um, and she's calling for a title fight next, and really she looking, she should get, it. She should get yeah, it. looking, she really is the most next logical, whether it's too early or not. It, she is the next logical, um, fight. Shevchenko Grasso are going to fight next month, I think. Yeah, next month they will be fighting on a fight night card, which, which will be fun. Um, I guess it depends how that fight goes. If she's uh, got to be, she's got to be the biggest uh, Alexa Grasso fan in the whole world right now. Yeah, yeah because because so. Valentina is going to give you a trilogy, um, and uh, Grasso also just like, would you rather fight the person who has worse grappling? Because despite the yep. fact that Grasso got the rear naked choke, I, I don't think there's anybody out here thinking that uh, Aaron Blanchfield would have a harder time grappling her than she would ha- grappling. Uh, Valentina Shoshenko. So I, I, uh, I think she's got to be a huge Grasso fan here, uh, hoping that Grasso repeats. Which, by the way, did you see she's an underdog in that fight, Alexa Grasso? Oh, interesting, interesting. I, I like that. I probably will gladly snatch that up. The only other spanner in the works, as the Brits would say, uh, would be Rose Namajunas versus Manon Fioro, our girl. They're fighting this coming Saturday in France. If one of either of those do a uh, make a spectacular showing in paris they could jump the line uh, conceivably right yeah i will say the only thing about those two is that apart from rose nami yunus head kicking uh yoana Yan- or uh not yoana yanjacek she she knocked out yoana yanjacek with a right hand apart from her knocking out Li Zhang, i don't think she's gonna have like the highlight reel she'll need to pass you know, just what Aaron Blanchfield has done. And then I yep. also think the UFC is going to be tempted to throw Aaron Blanchfield in there being that if she does win, she becomes the youngest women's champion ever. So like, yep. there's a fun, there's a fun narrative there. Yep. Yeah, it's true. It is true. So we shall see 
Uh, how do you think she would do against either uh, Shevchenko or Grasso? I like her against Grasso for sure. Um, yeah. I, I think Grasso's takedown defense uh, is not as good as Talia Santos's. I think you'd see a real grind there. I don't think you have any chance of seeing Grasso do what she did to Shevchenko. I worry more about Shevchenko. Um, although, then again, Talia Santos took down Shevchenko too. So, uh, But I do worry more about Shevchenko because I think she's just a little bit more of a complete package when it comes to you know the wrestling, the grappling, and the striking. We shall see how that plays out. Um, so we had that. And then the other... The opener on the main card was Junior Toffa versus Parker Porter in a beefy, chunky guy fight. Apparently, Junior Toffa is not is not as bad as I expected. He he was a totally different fighter um, yesterday. Uh, he ended up knocking out Parker Porter with, with a punch, one twenty four in the first round. He he had him on skates basically from the opening bell. So if that's the Junior Toffa we're going to get, um, we may have to uh, keep our eye out on him next fight. No, I I'm still fading. <laughs> All right. The, the, You're he, salty, are you? He looked good because Parker Porter decided to box him. <laughs> he didn't shoot yeah. a takedown until he was on skates. And, and I said, uh, you know, it, I don't know why I expect heavyweights to learn things. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why that's a thing my brain says. Oh, he's going to learn from that other fight. But he fought his brother, who fights almost identically to him. And he threw, like, the same combinations against him until he was knocked out by him. And he didn't get his wrestling going. And like I said, I, I think Junior Tafa's defensive wrestling is some of the worst in the heavyweight division. So it, he gets in there with anybody who can shoot a takedown. He's done. So I don't know why Parker Porter didn't go to that earlier. I thought for sure he was going to. Um, but yeah, I'm done. I'm done expecting heavyweights to to grow in any way except for girth. Oh, it's very true. Uh, so it's Porter one win in his last four, but he's a heavyweight. So he's probably safe, right? I think he's probably safe, although that one win is uh, against the guy who had like two pro fights ever. And uh, but he's on and steroids, it, though. So and was on steroids and is fired now. So if you actually go back and you look, his, his last four wins, actually all four of his UFC wins, the guys are no longer in the USA. Oh, no. Yeah, we picked him. Is Josh Parisian in the USA? Hmm. He was yeah he just fought did he get cut though after he fought yeah i don't know that's Question. kind of my thought yeah but anyway right, um maybe one guy is still in the ufc that he beat yeah so like, he still is yeah so that doesn't bode well for parker porter yeah and we picked him anyhow so there you go it doesn't bode well for us either and our, our thinking sometimes but yeah maybe we're done, maybe we'll we're learn. done thinking it won't learn but maybe we will Yes, that's correct. We're yeah. done thinking everybody. They're just going to slang and bang, Dan. They, they're going to slang and bang is what they're going to do. Guess what, kids? You've waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back. And so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they just bet $5 on any college football bet. And they don't just have college football. They have lines for everything. I will be using them very shortly to do my MLB picks for uh, this evening's post on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. So check out DraftKings. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. 
Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at Sportsbook.DraftKings.com slash Football Terms. And remember, the code is SGP. New code from, from the previous one we had given you. And the SGP Patreon is semi-new as well. Make sure you check out our Patreon Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL wins total contest with a $1,000 first place prize. The guys just recorded the first Sports Gambling Podcast stories podcast just for patrons, chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free. The Patreon is a way, great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. That would be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Let's go to the prelims if we have to. We're going to go through these fast because we bombed on these. Um, I hit the main event of the prelims, Waldo Costa, Cortez Acosta. I'm being like Daniel Cormier here and messing up his uh, name. He took care of Lucas Brezki. Knockout punches 301 in the first round. Yeah, we basically we we've talked enough about this fight already. I had WCA at minus two twenty five. Looked real good. Um, well, good for him. So if he's going to be like that, maybe we'll uh, maybe he he'll be able to make some noise here. Let's put him up against Junior Taffa next fight, shall we? That that would actually be a good fight. Um, yep. and it's the type of fight they should give Junior Taffa. No, I take that back. Junior Taffa should have to fight somebody who needs to wrestle him. Like, he, he okay. should have to fight somebody who he has to defend a takedown against. They can't just keep letting him get away with this. <laughs> okay, you want to be mean? Then go. Go fine. Go ahead. No one's going to wrestle. It's heavyweight Dan. Jelton will. Oh, that's true. Jelton. <laughs> he's, he's a unicorn. A unicorn, I tell you. Lucas Bresky, bye-bye. You're out of here. Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah, positive They're test doesn't you. help either. No. Bantamweights, Garrett Armfield, boy, I'm glad I, I tailed you on this pick. He looked fantastic against Toshiyami Kazama. Had him on skates for many most of the fight before finally finishing him. TKO punches, 416 in the first round. Armfield back at his regular weight class at Bantamweight and on a full camp looked fantastic at minus 163. Yeah, I said, you know, this is my lock, and, and I didn't yep. do real well on the prelims. But, man, was this not a sweaty lock. He is, he's a problem, man. I think he's going to give a lot of Bantamweights trouble because the funniest thing about it is we saw all that striking. He he wrestles incredibly well. Like, we didn't even get the chance to see him wrestle. Didn't have to. Nope. Yeah, so he is one to keep an eye on Look, going forward. Chidi Njikwani is not one to keep an eye on going forward. He's fun while he, he's fun while it lasted. 416 uh, total of the fight went. But then Michael Olasechuk ended up getting the best of him in the striking battle, which we didn't see coming. We... Andrew should have been the better striker and he had a half a foot of reach, but didn't matter. He got TKO punches by Michael Olasechuk, who, who might be good. Who knows? Who's to say? Yeah, I think somebody said it best in the Discord. I wish I could remember who. It was early in the morning. I forgot everyone. But like somebody in there said, I, I think Ro- Hobocop broke uh, Chidi, um, yeah. which it's a real possibility, right? Is that just like Chidi now is a shell of himself. Cause there were moments where it looked like he had spots to strike and he just like held back. Um, and, and to be fair, like in that loss against, uh, Hobocop and the loss against Durayev, like the loss against Hobocop, he pulled the trigger too much early and gassed out. And then he had trouble pulling the trigger the next time. So like, uh, I, yeah, I, I think maybe, I, I think 
well, obviously a physical knockout. I, I think there were some mental aspects playing in here too. And maybe we're seeing why it took him 28 fights to get into the UFC as well. Correct. Yeah. And he's 34, 35 in December. So is he going to, are they going to keep him around? That's three straight losses, two of them TKOs. I don't know that they're going to. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's probably because he's got so many fights. He's probably yeah. making a pretty penny. Um, cause, cause you know, the entry level contracts are usually pretty standard, but sometimes there's some guys in there who, you know, have come from a long line or something like that who renegotiate quick. Uh, and he was winning yeah, he, a lot he, and he was winning a yeah, lot he, early. Yeah. He, he would have started at 10 and 10 cause he went off contender series, but he, he, two knockouts in a row, he probably would have gotten a new contract for his third fight. So he would have been on his new contract by now. So yeah, he would have been making more than entry level for sure. So yeah. What about on, on the winner side here? Any thoughts on Michael Sachuk? No, nah, he's, he's middleweight. A, he's a guy who hits hard <laughs> and is knocking out guys who are tentative or suck. <laughs> there you go. But it's middleweight. So he should be ranked fairly, fairly certain and fairly uh, soon then. Right. I, I, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, still. All right, watch weights. Song Kinan saved his career uh, or saved his UFC career last night and lost us some money. We had uh, a big favorite, Orlando Bodoya, minus 275. Got taken care of by Song Kinan, 29 28 across the board. Where was this when we were? were, Did we ever pick Song Kinan? I'm sure we must have picked him at some point. Where was this in his past few fights? I don't know if I've ever picked that guy. (laughs) No, I probably picked him to beat Hector Aldana uh, way back when. Uh, But no, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, looked better than I thought he would. I, I don't know if yeah. there's much more to say than that. Uh, neither no. of the, these guys are probably very good. There you go. It's true. Uh, Billy Goff should have gone with him. He he was kind enough to have an, uh, to interview uh, with you on Top Turtle, and yet we, you picked against him, and he showed you up. He TKO'd Yasuki Kinoshita, three forty nine into the first round. Another one we were on the wrong side of. We had. Uh, Kinoshita at minus 129 and the underdog Goff came through. I stick with my breakdown of this fight where I think he's too hittable, but I think I yeah. downplay how good his chin is or how well he rolls with punches or something like that. Like, cause it's the same thing in that Smot Tritsky fight that got him into the UFC, which by the way, Smot yeah. Tritsky just won on Fury FC, me and Turnip in on Smot Tritsky. So, uh, All right. uh good job, yeah, th- there, there's a callback. Um, so like Smot Tritsky dropped him. And, and he just popped back up and knocked him out. And it was like, now Kiddushita didn't get that close to beating him. But, like, I still think he's hittable, which is going to catch up to him sometime, right? It's just not now. Yeah. You better have a good chin if you're hittable. So, uh, Billy Goff gets his UFC debut in there. Women's flyweight, J.J. Aldridge. This one we hit. Yan um, Na. She took care of her TKO punches and elbows, 449 into the second round. Just the better fighter, the better grappler all around. Better. And Liang Na, Dragon Girl, she's going on the unemployment line as well. We had Aldridge at minus 520. Unfortunately, a lot of the ones we hit were massive. Uh, we had minus 5750, minus 704, minus 520. We, there are three of our, there, that's almost half of our wins were, were those fights. Yeah, it's hard to, it, it's hard to be Liang Na, who is just going to fall to her back and hope to win from there. That's just yeah. never gonna. It was never gonna work. Um, and I think we backed her once or twice. Uh, and now, yeah. thank God, we're offering. I think she's probably off this show. <laughs> yep. And then Jarno Aaron's let us down. We wanted a dog at the gate. Um, Sangbu Choi came through. Uh, took care of Jarno Aaron's 30-27, 29-28, 29-28. So our dog pick did not bark. 
Yeah, he fought for our money, though. Um, he did. You know, I really, he clearly won the second round, uh, I think, on in everybody's mind, except for, get this, Ben Cartilage didn't give him oh, the second again round. Oh, again with that guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah ben Cartilage. have that, that man on sometime. Ben Cartilage is the 30-27 in this case, uh, which is a weird one. And I thought for sure Aaron's won the second. He did look like he was a little tired at the end. I think he's got tons of skills. But if you had told me Sung Woo Choi was about to win a decision in the year of our Lord 2023, uh, I would have been pretty shocked. <laughs> yep. So things didn't start off so well. But luckily, they turned around in the main car for us. We ended up, like as I said, off top seven to six, down 250 bucks. On the year, I'm at 59%. Dan is at 55 um, as for our fancy picks, we both hit our locks, which is nice. Armfield and Blanchfield. Uh, uh, Dan had errands as his dog that didn't come through. I had Smith as my dog, and that barely came through, but it, it came through. Of, That's all that matters. Of, it kind of came through. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then our prop picks, Holloway decision didn't happen, at least right person won. Blanchfield submission, that didn't happen. But once again, we, we are at least we're on the right side of the winner's uh, circle there. Uh, errands inside the distance and Bedoya KO were the Hungry Man Jong prop bets. You didn't even get half of it. Usually you get at no, least those are those were big whiffs this week. Not a good week for the props. It, it happens. Like I said, yikes city. Back in the real world, Max Holloway and Chan Sung Jung won $50,000 for fight of the night. Junior Toffa, Michael Olsechuk, performance of the nights, $50,000 for those as well. Holloway, uh, I guess he already got fight of the night, but his his knockout was performance of the, of the night worthy as well. How did Waldo Cortez Acosta not give? Yeah, he he turned the man around, <laughs> and then and then turned around his feet, slapped him. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. And he he could use the money as well, but I, I'm guessing I, I haven't seen his bank account. So that was uh, Holloway versus Korean Zombie. Overall, a pretty pretty fun event. We got another event, another foreign on uh, foreign soil event. UFC on ESPN Gain versus Spivak. Zero Gan is only allowed to fight in France now, apparently, because he's fighting again in the Acor Arena. Is it Acor? So how do they say it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> All right. Acor Arena in Paris, France, September 2nd. That's when this one is going down. I will run through Saturday, Saturday coming up. Do you know, is this a weird start time? Have you checked? I think I, I, think I saw noon Eastern. Oh, that, that might be nice. I think I that saw might, noon yes, Eastern. 3, 3 p.m. main card. Prelims, noon Eastern. Oh, that's nice. Nicer than this past week. All right, let's run down the card quickly and give you some thoughts, and then we'll get out of your ear holes because we have another podcast to put in your ear holes very shortly today. Main event, Zero Game versus Sergey Spivak. Manon Fioro versus Rose Namajunas. There, there you go. That's uh, that's a banger right there. Benoit Saint-Denis versus Tiago Moises. That's another fun one. Volkan Ozdemir, Bogdan Guskov, William Gomi, Lucas Almeida, Yanis Gamori, Kalen Lochran, the Irish fellow getting his UFC debut. So that's the main card. Prelims, Morgan Cherrier, Manola Zacchini, Zacchini, like Zucchini, but we'll say Zacchini, Taylor Lapalus, Win Gafarov, Zara Fern Dos Santos, Jacqueline Calvacanti, Calvacanti, Jocelyn Edwards, Nora Cornole, or Cornole, or Cornhole, Angelusa, Reese McKee, Farida Basharat, Claydson, Hod Higas. So anyone with a French sounding name, they suck in this card, even if, if they're Brazilian or something else, right? Uh yeah, I'll allow that. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts Lu- on the card overall? Ange Lusa sounds like he could be French, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No, it's a, it's, it's an awesome card because it is a yep. a delightful mixture of like 
you know, peop, uh, up and coming prospects I really love, like Benoit Saint Denis and Manolfi Rowe. And then you got, you know, uh, Rose Nana Yunus and, and Moises being the people opposing them. And then you got tons of debuts on this fight card. Um, and some very highly touted, some just French, some they needed somebody for the French <laughs> guy French. to fight. Um, and that's uh, all of those are weird combinations but it makes for uh really interesting lines sometimes so i'm excited for it and we have the not as good basharat brother right farid i always get my, yeah javid's the good one right yeah J- javid javid is the best but i think there's less yes. of a gap than there is with uh with our brazilian brothers so uh i, I yep. think these these two are a little closer together and they're they're more stylistically similar too and we will get you picks for all of these fights coming up on Wednesday and Thursday this week, but we will be back before then. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Look in your podcast feed right now. We're probably in there as I'm saying these words because we're going to break down week four. Are we up to week four, Dan? That's week four. <laughs> week four of the DWCS, Dana White's Contender Series. We'll break down all the picks there for you very shortly. Like I said, it's probably there right now. Um, you can also chat with us. Actually, you can't chat with us now. You can try. We're not going to answer you. But if you want to get answers from us, the Discord is the best spot to go. OVSportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Where else can you go? Twitter, X, whatever it's called, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that. So if you want to secretly talk about me behind my back, that's the place to go. You can talk to Gumby. Or you can talk to him at Gumby Vreeland. If you want to talk to me bad about Gumby, I won't hear of it, but you can try. I'm at Jeff Fox writer on Twitter and on Instagram. Gumby's got a top turtle MMA podcast where he interviews people and then he goes and picks against them when he should have picked them to win the fight. But anyhow, listen to that podcast. He gets good guests on for interviews. Get to my sub stack in your inbox every day, pretty much with my MMA writing and other podcasts money, MMA.substack.com and all things sports gambling podcasts world is of course at sports and get in our patreon there as well i think i've given you enough instructions your head's probably swimming with all these instructions i'm laying on you uh we'll be back very shortly listen to us right now actually it'll be me the juggernaut jeff fox and my co-host dragon girl gummy Vreeland. we'll be riding shotgun and we're going to give you more winning picks right now bye <laughs>